0: You're listening to Sportsnet Today on the official home of your Calgary Flames. Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
1: Welcome to our number two here of Sportsnet today. My name is Peter Klein, hour number one of the program. We'll be up in podcast form in a little bit. The second hour, mainly focusing on the big matchup tonight. It is the Florida Panthers taking on the Calgary Flames. Our coverage here uh, starts with Flames warm-up pregame uh, at 6.30, uh, 7 o'clock, or 7.30, sorry. It is Flames against the Panthers, and then uh, after the game, it is Flames Talk post game show so uh, a lot of flames talk to get you ready for the flames and the panthers coming up tonight uh the man who will be calling this for the florida panthers joins us now uh he is the radio play-by-play voice of the panthers it is doug Plagans. doug thank you for doing this today how are you doing great
0: thanks for having me i always enjoy our, our annual trip to calgary so thanks very <laughs> much for having me on
1: yeah, who wouldn't love it in December in Calgary? Uh, but we uh, we appreciate you coming on and uh, chatting about the uh, the opposition for the Flames tonight. Obviously, a lot of familiarity for both of these sides. We'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, just want to know uh, from your standpoint, how has this season gone so far for the uh, the, the Florida Panthers?
0: It's been great. And I mean, a little bit ago, we were still saying a great start to the season. Now I think you can say this team's just having a good season, plain and simple. Uh, They picked right up where they left off last year and not to spend too much time on it, but a lot of folks looked at the hot streak at the end of last season that helped the Panthers get into the playoffs. And obviously it was a tight race. They just edged out uh, a team like Pittsburgh, a team like Buffalo last year, and then went on that great run. But, If you took the body of work from, say, January 1st on last year, those last 45 or so games of the regular season, the Panthers' point total in the last 45 games was right there with teams like Toronto last year, the way they finished. And going all the way back to January 1st, 2023, uh, Paul Maurice points to a a game the Panthers played against the New York Rangers on New Year's Day. They didn't get the win in that game, but he really liked the way they finished in that particular game. And, it was from that point forward, this, this team really took off, found its stride, and then, of course, into the playoffs, went on that run. And, of course, coming into this year, certainly there were some question marks with some key players out of the lineup. Sam Bennett was injured to start. So was Aaron Eckblad. So was Brandon Montour. Uh, the Panthers didn't play a game with, with Bennett montour ekblad and uh, alexander barkov all in the lineup at the same time i don't believe until november 17th this year and to put together the body of work that they have to this point it's really impressive and like i said it's it's just plain and simple a really good hockey team and obviously that playoff run last year there was a ton of beneficial experience acquired during that defeat certainly stung to get all the way to the end and And just come up short to Vegas. But I think that experience is going to benefit this group. Not only this year, but uh, for a number of years to come.
1: Yeah, that that felt like one of those, like, this is just the start uh, of something. Obviously, you never want to take a run to the Stanley Cup final for granted. But it did feel like one of those. This team's going to be back uh, somewhere close to this, probably soon. Um, How much of the last 45 games of last year into the 30 games this year uh, of things starting to come together is just the the team's starting to gel like w- we have experienced it out here in Calgary. That's a big change that happened out there w- with um, Jonathan Huberto, a mainstay in Florida out, Matthew Kachuk in. How much of everything coming together is just this team needed time to gel and now they've kind of figured out where everyone's going to be and how everyone fits?
0: Going back to last year, I, I know, I'm sure there was a, a good deal of that. And obviously, a lot of new faces were in the lineup and some new faces that were playing – some pretty prominent roles. And of course, uh, Paul Maurice was in his first season behind the bench uh, for the Panthers last season. And, you know, as things really took hold and the team found its stride coming into this year, it just seemed like, uh, again, everybody just hit the ground running and there were, there's a a good number of new faces in the lineup this year. When you go down the list and you look at, you know, specifically on the back end, a guy like Oliver Ekman Larson coming in who did a heck of a job. You can't talk about the start of the season. The Panthers had, Without mentioning mentioning him, coming over from Vancouver and with no Ekblad, no Montour in the lineup, there was certainly opportunity and, and a need for somebody to step in and play some big minutes. And Oliver ekman Larson's done that plenty of times throughout his career, and he came in, ran the power play, did a heck of a job early in the season. Nico Mikkel has come in and just been... Uh, a defensive shutdown guy for the Panthers uh, from the from the outset of the season. Evan Rodriguez has come in and had a really productive first season as a Panther. Kevin Stenland has been among the team's best penalty killers and face-off guys. So even coming into this year, there were a number of new faces, but the adjustment this year, it just seemed like this group hit the ground running. Even with the new faces in the lineup, it seemed like the chemistry was right there with those guys uh, from the start. So there's no doubt that... Over the last uh, few seasons under Bill Zito, there's been a, a culture that's been created with Paul Maurice in his second year now. It's been really fun to see, uh, you know, the way that the team's progressed under him. It's it's just been, uh, again, a, a story of a group that's really come together going back to last year. And as you pointed to, this team looks like it's going to be in the contending mix in the Eastern Conference for a long
1: time to come. And a big part of that, obviously, Matthew Kachuk. Um, People are going to be well aware when he has the puck this evening, I would imagine. Um, But there's no denying how good of a hockey player he is. Um, How have you made – or what have you made, I guess, of the first season plus 30 games of the the Florida Panthers run for Matthew Kachuk?
0: Just outstanding. Um, The way he's come in, he's been a fan favorite since day one, no doubt about that. Um, He's just really embraced the market. The market's really embraced him. He brings a level of excitement every time he's on the ice. And he's one of those guys that truly, whether it's, you know, whether it's through uh, point production or just uh, making a physical impact, whatever it is, he makes an impact every time he's on the ice, every shift. You're going to notice that he's out there. And a lot of times it is because of his, his all-world skills around the net. But he's impacting plays even when he doesn't have the puck. And uh, Again, we've had it's, it's been great dealing with him off the ice, um, and I know on the ice he's made an impact from day one, and, and playing with Sam Bennett, I know from the, from the get-go, the day he was introduced with the Panthers, he had mentioned uh, how excited he was to, to be reunited with Sam, and the two of them have really been line mates for the vast majority of the time that, uh, that Matthew's been in South Florida. And the two of them just uh, have a real chemistry. You can tell going back to their time in Calgary and and both of them just have a lot of those intangibles. They play with an edge and they are a huge part of the identity of this team. And I think everybody saw that during that playoff run last year. And and again, going back to the, to the playoff run, that was just, I mean, we were kind of in awe of it as the games went by, you know, you had, of course the, the big performances, Sergei Bobrovsky was putting up, but, Matthew Kachuk just had that knack for coming up with the big goal every time you needed one, whether it was late in regulation, whether it was in overtime, where the Panthers were 7-0 and during that playoff run. Uh, again, I can't say enough about the way that he's able to impact the game every time that he's on the ice.
1: So it's not gone quite as well out here on that side of the trade. Um, obviously, uh, you, you would notice that on the other half of the Stanley Cup final was not the Calgary Flames. Um, it, it's been a, a challenging time for Huberto to, to find his legs out here in Calgary. Uh, Uyghur has been phenomenal, uh, especially this season. But have you paid attention at all to, to what's happened with the, uh, the, the other half of that trade out here in Calgary?
0: Well, you know, just as an observer of the league, it's impossible to not, uh, you know, just... Keep a, at least a little bit of a a casual eye on everything that's that's going on. Obviously, admittedly, I I don't get to watch a ton of Flames games. Right, we play a lot, we travel a lot, and their games come on much later out in the Eastern time zone. So uh, I'll admit I'm I'm not catching every minute of every Calgary Flames game, but uh, but I know it's you know maybe the production hasn't been there for for Huberto the way that. Folks were accustomed to seeing it during his time with the Panthers. I know this year Mackenzie Weger's production, as you said, um, has been uh, has been outstanding from from the back end for Calgary. But uh, again, I, I know it's it's not what folks want to hear. You just have a you have to believe that things are going to really click uh, at some point in time because we've seen it. And, and in making that trade, it's the classic, you know, to. To get something, you have to give up something, and and that was a guy that had a hundred point season the year before uh, he joined the Flames as a member of the Panthers. I know things haven't gone uh, you know the the way that, uh, that folks thought maybe they would for for him, but uh, but I I think in time it, I can still tell you this night to night, um, every team in the league is you know taken into account that that uh, Jonathan Huberto is in the lineup on the other side, and every team in the league has seen him have big games at uh, at times over the course of his career against them. So there's no doubt he's still uh, a focal point as far as the, the opponents are concerned every single night.
1: We like he, he was before he came here, one of my favorite players to, to watch um, your, your guys's games are on at actually a wildly convenient time for us out here. Um, but for, for, um, for, for Huberto, you, you got a, a front row seat to a, a lot of like how well he can do and how well he can play. When when it's going right for Huberto, what would Flames fans look for to see? Like, okay, maybe this has turned around. When you think of like peak Jonathan Huberto, what does that look like? Well, I think the
0: uh, the vision on the ice that he has. There there aren't a lot of guys. Uh, he's he's got a, a superstar quality in terms of the the vision on the ice that he has, and it's you know being able to, to find teammates. Um, he can he can make a, a heck of a pass in the offensive end. And sometimes he'll be able to make a pass that, that not a lot of guys can even think to make, uh, you know. And, and he's he's got an elite skill set in that in that regard. Uh, I think um, those are some of the that's that's one of the things that I think would would capture your attention the most is that he's got a truly elite playmaking and, and passing ability. And, and, you know, maybe while he is a, a pass first guy and a playmaker, he does have a really good shot and a really good release too. So, um, you know, those are, those are things that I would say you look at, but I think his, his passing ability is really his, I'd say his biggest, his passing ability and his his vision are what uh, would line up as I'd say his top attributes.
1: Uh, I know it's a, a game day and you, you got a jet here in a couple of minutes. I do want to ask about the, the starter tonight. Sounds like it's going to be Anthony Stolars and, uh, from a flame mm-hmm. standpoint, you see that the Panthers coming to town and it's not Sergey Bobrovsky. There's a bit of a, whew, all right. And then you look at Stolar's numbers and, well, that's not much different. Um, it, it looks like it, it's gone really well for him. But uh, what, what can you tell us about the, the the backup for the Florida Panthers that we'll be seeing tonight?
0: Well, he is, the, he is the the biggest member of the Florida Panthers at six feet, six inches tall. So Ooh. he's uh, he's the tallest Panther and he takes up a lot of the net. And he's a guy that just knows this role at the at the NHL level he knows how to keep himself ready every day his teammates love battling in front of him Um, he has the ability to make the really athletic save for a big guy he can he can move really well and he's really agile he's a really fun goalie to watch And, and of course he's had a lot of experience in the western Conference played uh, you know the last number of years as a member of the Anaheim Ducks organization, but he 's been really good when called upon. his last start was a win in the first game of this road trip, which feels like it was a long time ago because it was this is the longest road trip for the uh, Panthers this season that ends uh, tonight. He actually started. A week ago yesterday in Columbus picked up the win in that one. It was a 17-save victory for him. He made a relief appearance, played the third period in Vancouver back on Thursday. He only had to make one save. It was an incredibly acrobatic 10-bell save on Elias Pettersson right at the edge of the goal crease. So it was a, a massive save, but his uh, work was pretty limited in that one period of relief that he played on Thursday. But it's uh, plain and simple. The, the classic, exactly what you want, and a guy that plays that role just brings a great attitude to the rink every single day. The guys love playing in front of him, and uh, he is ready every single time his number's called. So he's having a really nice year, and, and with, uh, with Anthony Stolars in net, Um, The Panthers have gotten great production this year.
1: Should be a fun one tonight. Uh, Doug, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, Enjoy the the rest of your day and enjoy the call tonight.
0: Thanks so much for having me. We'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. Talk soon. There is the radio play-by-play voice for the Florida Panthers. It is Doug Pluggins joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Yeah, these are two teams that are are forever going to be intertwined, uh, given the the trade that happened a couple of off-seasons ago. And I would imagine, and I, I don't, begrudge anyone for for booing Matthew Kachuk. I imagine he hears it again this evening. But it has been just a perfect fit out in Florida. Obnoxiously perfect fit out in Florida. And it took them a while, right? Like they needed to go on an absolute heater and get some help. They needed Pittsburgh to have just a mind numbing loss at the end of the season, even to get in the playoffs. But they have used that to their, I guess, advantage here. And are third in their division right now, entering play this evening. And that is, as he mentioned there, that is uh, without Montour and Ekblad to start the year. And Ekblad's kind of been in and out. Um, it, it hasn't been just, oh, well, now he's back and he's back at 100%. It, it's been a, a bit of a, a challenge for him to, to stay healthy and stay in the lineup. And yet, still, here they are, 18, 10, and two, entering play tonight at 38 points. That is good enough for third in the Atlantic division. Um, they are tied with the Toronto Maple Leafs. That would be the first round matchup if the playoffs were to start today. So it's it's an interesting matchup. As he said, Stolarz is in goal tonight, but that is not necessarily, like it's a bit of a fall off because it's not one of the best goalies in the league in Sergei Bobrovsky, but this is a a really, really, really good Florida Panthers team. That They are well built. They are incredibly talented and they don't mind telling you about it. Um, it's going to be a bit of a grind, but we know a lot of the focus is going to be on matthew kachuk um he was kind enough to chat with the media earlier today so we'll hear that conversation now
0: does it feel like just another game or does it feel like there's a little more to it
1: no i mean there's there's a little more to it obviously for me um last year it all happened
2: like really fast it was a back-to-back so um this year i uh yeah we had yesterday and uh, have tonight and then leave tomorrow so there's a few more nights in the uh, in the city so it's uh it's good to be back and see some of the old familiar faces and places and um, yeah just a lot of great memories here so it's, it'll always be fun to come back
3: here how's the, how's the team feeling coming in here off a win like you guys had the other night
2: yeah actually i mean really really good right now um, we've been only been 500 this road trip but um, we feel like just like the way we've been playing for the, this whole year we've been building towards something that's um, obviously bigger than just a, another game in december so um, we're trending and. Uh, we like the way we're uh, we're playing right now and competing and just having everybody. Have
1: you, have you had a chance to see some of your old haunts or old friends now that you've been here for
0: a little bit?
2: I yeah, I saw some yesterday, saw some this morning. Going to see probably a handful more tonight uh, after the game as well. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's great seeing that uh, not a lot has really changed. I mean, it's not like I've been gone forever. Like, it's only been a year and a little bit, so a lot of stuff's pretty much the same.
4: You mentioned those memories. What stands out for you personally that you think about, either on or off the ice?
2: Uh, I think the obvious one is like just growing up here, basically, and and becoming like an NHLer, becoming like a, a man, and um, just some like the most amazing like relationships with people that were, were built here, and so many great people in the city, and um, I, I think on ice it's it's really hard to beat Johnny's game seven goal. Um, that was uh, probably one of the most uh, amazing nights, and um, just seeing everybody in the buzz in the city and. So, um, playoff hockey here is, uh, is a lot of fun. So, um, see if uh, these guys get back here this
4: year. We heard, uh, about the injuries after the cup run, you were battling through, I think that's been well documented, but how much did those injuries kind of linger into this year? Not that you're going to make it as an excuse, but I'm sure you were still playing through a bit of new
2: No, not much. Feeling, uh, I've been feeling pretty good this year. Um, all things considered, feel way better now than I was during, uh, the second half and then playoffs last year, so. I'm um, just kind of trying to build my game, and um, obviously, offensively hasn't been there for me this year. But my team's been unbelievable around me, and that's all that matters. I think that's what's so great about our team is the buy-in, and um, I think just going through what we did last year, like there, there's so much belief in what we're building here, and not one person is more important than the next. Or you know, I'm not going to give up. Um, you know, what we're trying to build here to try to cheat for a little bit more offense. It's not it's not the way it works here right now. And, um, we've built uh, an unbelievable culture, and people really want to come down there. People really want to play and be a part of it, so uh, that's what I'm very proud about. Matthew,
0: what do you remember from your first trip back here as a member of the Florida Panthers last year?
2: Um, it was all really quick. It was a back-to-back. Um, it was pretty cold. <laughs> I remember it was... Uh, it was, we just got, I think we just played Edmonton raided right into Calgary. So um, in like November, December, I honestly can't even remember that much. I, I remember they took a to us pretty good. So hopefully we can get them back tonight. I'm 0-2 against them. So hopefully we can get a win one of these days.
4: What did that, what did that run do for you right? that was last year I know. but in terms of experience in terms of uh, rounding you out as a player knowing that you and your team uh, could, could go on those runs what did that do for you personally
2: I think personally it, you said it like rounded me out as a player and and really just made me realize like what what winning is about and what obviously I don't know what it takes to win a Stanley Cup because we didn't but I know now what it takes to get there and what it takes to be a part of a long playoff run and the grind and the rest and the I don't know busting your ass for 60 minutes or maybe longer and then have a day and a half just to do everything you can to recover so you can do it again it's it's uh it's a crazy time and um I'm gonna be honest like going going into last year's playoff run I maybe I thought I knew what it was like but I had no idea so now I do where are you at with
1: processing emotions from the way everything unfolded last year with the Trade and, and telling trade that you wanted to leave and joining a new city. I, I just would like to know where you're at with
2: that. I'm I'm in a great spot mentally, and I'm enjoying every single uh, every single day. And um, I'm surrounded by great people. I uh, get to play in a in a great hockey town that has just gained so much buzz since last season, and and even at the beginning of last season. So um, it's very similar to. You know I feel very loved in that city now and or honestly since I got traded there it's been it's been unbelievable way more than I ever thought it could be so I felt very similar love like I did for my six years here and uh just like I, I feel like I've had a perfect uh other than winning a Stanley Cup hopefully we can get that very soon but um I feel like I've I've had a very perfect setup and getting to play in Canada getting to play in this great city and and now uh playing in Florida.
4: Can I ask about uh, Chris Tanner? I know how close you are with him as a friend and on and off the ice. How much respect do you have for a guy like that who comes back in life?
2: Yeah, so much. Um, you know, he's uh, he's a big driving force for them on and off the ice, and um, he was... I can't remember. I, I don't think... Yeah, because our last year Gio was gone, so we didn't have a captain, and, like, him backs so, Like, they're... There is was uh, obviously a big leadership group that we have, but those two guys were definitely the, the key guys in that. So, um, you know, he's the leader on the back end, and along with, you know, Hanny and, and Weiger and Raz, they've got a, an unbelievable um, top four over there. So that's kind of like what I noticed playing against them. Like, that's the driving part of their team is their top four on the, on the D. So um, I've got my hands full as a forward tonight going up against one of them. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I can take it to him.
1: God, what a jerk. Uh, There's Matthew Kachuk chatting with the media earlier today. Again, uh, pregame starts at 6.30. The hockey game starts at 7.30. And then the postgame is after that. That's why it's called post. After, uh, so that is what is coming up. Also, best of Flames talk at six. Flames talk coming up at four o'clock. So a, a lot still to uh, to get to as we cover this one today. Uh, it is time for us to take a break. We will come back with a, a bit more on this game. We will hear from some of the other. Former Flames and Florida Panthers heading into this matchup here. Uh, Huberto, Weger, Bennett, we're going to hear from all of them. uh, Talk about the matchup tonight and some big news in the NHL as the Ottawa Senators have made a change that they probably needed to do a month ago. Uh, But we will will get into all of that once my tongue starts working in the next segment. Uh, This is Sportsnet Today. My name is Peter Klein, and this is Sportsnet 960 The Fan. It's a Flames game day. Calgary taking on the Florida Panthers tonight. We continue to break it all down here on Sportsnet today from the DL Basement Systems downtown studios for Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, Crack Foundation, Boeing Foundation walls. We have a simple, permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They are all things basementy. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Uh, The Flames take on the Panthers tonight. Florida coming into this one, having beat the Edmonton Oilers uh, a couple of nights ago. Uh, They are third in the Atlantic. As for the Flames, uh, they snapped a four-game slide, beating the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday night, four to the final. The main talking point for this game and forever on for the Flames and the Panthers is going to be... Uh, the Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger for Matthew Kachuk trade. Um, obviously, when we have uh, texters texting in some displeasure as to uh, how half of that has played with the Jonathan Huberto portion of that. It has obviously been rather frustrating for us. I would imagine it has been frustrating for him as well. Um, and we were kind of hoping last year, at least I was anyway, hoping that last year against the Panthers, like, you know what? probably had this one circled. Maybe you can just let that be the release and it it just, it hasn't been, it hasn't clicked for him so far. A lot of signs pointing towards that it won't, but I I do still think there might be something there. We'll we'll get to that in a little bit, Um, but let's hear from Jonathan Huberto. He spoke with the media earlier today, um, as he will probably do before every Florida Panthers game for the, the rest of his career. That's an organization he is so closely tied to. Let's hear what Jonathan Huberto had to say ahead of tonight's game with the Panthers. And third time, Jonathan, is it still is it still give you butterflies a little bit to play these
5: guys? Or? Yeah, it's always a uh, you know a little special than, than other teams, but <clears throat> I think it's more special playing in in the in their building than than here. But uh, yeah, I mean obviously it's almost a team that I was with a long time, so it's always a little bit more special. But you've got to come out with the win for us. So. It was an emotional time when the whole trade happened and everything after that. Where are you now with processing the emotions from moving from Florida to here? Yeah, I think that's 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 over with. It's in, it's in the past. And like I said, I think it's you know it's it's a little more special but i think it's like it's more when i'm gonna go there i think it's it gets you know more to the, the memories that, that when you play there but playing here against it, it's it just feels like a you know a regular regular game against another team
1: what's it like maintaining friendships if you have with guys on that team
5: <laughs> yeah it's uh, you know obviously Eggblad i was really close with and uh, you know benny that was here before uh We got along, too. So I think, you know, you try to keep friendship. Uh, These guys I'm going to talk to probably the rest of my life. And uh, it was great to see them, obviously, yesterday a little bit.
6: How would you assess your game
5: of late, Jonathan? I mean, you probably know, know how it is. Obviously, the offensively it's not not going my way but um, you know I think we've been as a team we've been playing way better so just trying to get in there and you know work, work hard every day and hopefully that's uh, you know, I'm going to get some points on the board.
2: So what do you think you have to do to start getting going offensively?
5: I think I'm you know we're getting chances I just feel they're not going in so I mean but my line mates you know, creating some stuff, getting points, too. Coles has been he's been red hot, so it's good to see that. And I think, you know, it's going to be my turn at some point. So. What's it been
1: like for you managing the ups and downs of when you're playing well and when you're not playing as well as you should?
5: I mean, I think it's, it's part of the the business, the hockey. I mean, it's there's going to be ups and downs. I see it hasn't been easy here, but, you know, I think it's, it's going it's to come at some point. I think yeah, I'm putting the work in, so, you know, that's all I can do, you know.
6: Jonathan, did you get Jacob back to uh,
5: it's uh, it's great. I think, you know, he's great. he's a guy, I think the goalie stepped up when when he was away, and uh, now it's always you know he's a big part of our team, and he's been playing well this year, and it's always good to, to have him back.
2: Jonathan, do you look back at clips there anything from your Florida days for
0: sort of clues on what made you such a dangerous offensive player then?
5: I used to a little bit, but I think we're a different kind of team here. You know, play, playing different system a little bit. And so I think it's more on me to, to, to find a way, but I don't think I want to, you know, obviously you go back and try to see a little bit of stuff, but I think for now it's just to to be here and kind of you know, a little different role around here and then play hard, play better defensively. Do
1: you feel any sort of different pressure with the contract? Now?
5: Um, not really. I mean, obviously I think uh, I've earned this contract, but it's I see you still get to earn it after that. But uh, it's, uh, I don't, I'll try not to put pressure because it's just going to, you know, it's not, it hasn't been easy, so I don't have to think about the contract.
1: Not really surprised that the clip ended after you heard in the background. Hey, wrap it up here, guys. Uh, <laughs> found that funny. Um, yeah, Jonathan Huberto is such an interesting part of the Flames going forward. Um, we have Mick texting in. Uh, I'm going to say not going to be wearing his Huberto jersey tonight. Um, uh, comparing this one to the Doug Gilmore, uh, Gary Lehman trade and and things like that. And look, like it's it's... There is no sugarcoating at the, the time for Jonathan Huberto so far. It is one of the, I think, the biggest uh, point fall off in the history of the NHL uh, from his year in Florida to the, the time here in Calgary. Um, it's still, regard again, like I, I said off the top, regardless of what direction this organization goes over the next few months, whether it's retool or rebuild, he's a guy who they have to figure out because they're, you're not just going to buy him out. Uh, That is super expensive. And if you you do the the buyout calculator thing right now, um, it's rather expensive and not that helpful over the next little while. Quite frankly, um, no one is going to trade for him unless you're attaching a whole lot to it right now or just eating a bunch of his salary and paying people to not play on your team is generally not something that this um, organization likes to do. So they need to get it figured out. And I like they, they have tried a lot, right? Like they've tried Backlund. Uh, that's where he is right now. That has been the get right line for so many players. And it's, it's still not where you want it to be there. There's no question about that. It's better than it was, but that is more a statement on where it was than where it's going. I, I think right now, but, for this team to do anything, because wh- whether fans like it or not, he is a part of the long-term future of this team, given his contract and all of that. So you may as well try to make the best of it. And it's just as much as we want to focus on the kids and the goalies and all of this. I think he is such an important part of the, the next step for this team and getting him right, because he's he's here. That That contract is here to stay. That needs to get figured out for the Flames. Uh, Maybe a a trip down memory lane against the Florida Panthers is what um, helps, but I'm not so sure. And I know the the text line isn't so sure either as a a lot of people very frustrated, but it's just, again, he's not going anywhere. Whether fans like it or not, he's just not. So this organization needs to figure out what best way to get him back going uh what the best way is to to accomplish that they figured it out with Kadri, and that that has absolutely worked they need that kind of success to get jonathan huberto back to being the the guy that he was um so that like that's it's just it's one part of tonight but it is uh, i think just such a big part big picture going forward as we talked about in the opening so much going right with the the kids now I think a lot of the focus is back on Jonathan Huberto and seeing, I don't think anyone's going to be holding their breath for 115 points anymore, but it, you can get him to around 80. That would be lovely. Um, it's just a matter of trying to get that one back going. We'll see if, if tonight can jumpstart it, but uh, I guess we will see. Uh, all right. He is not the only former Florida Panther on this roster. Mackenzie Wieger is also playing for the, the flames. And I would say on the opposite end of that spectrum, He has been phenomenal for the Flames uh, the the last few weeks, really all season. But uh, specifically the last little bit, it seems like he has found another gear. He also spoke with the media earlier today. Let's hear that conversation now. Easy game to get up for, I imagine,
3: hey? Yeah, uh, it's obviously exciting playing, you know, your former team, and, um, yeah, absolutely going to get up for this one.
1: How do, you, how do you feel like your game's grown in the past, like since you last wore a, a Panthers
6: jersey? What's the biggest area of growth for you, would
3: you say? Uh, I think, you know, everywhere. Um, you know, I learned a lot last season under Daryl, and I'm learning a lot this season under Husk. You know, I think the leadership uh, has grown. Um, but I think, you know, just, just an all-around game, you know, trying to find my you know, offensive ability last year and keeping it going this year uh, while keeping, you know, a a solid defensive ground for myself. And, um, you know, that's all all I wanted to do is play a solid defense and contribute offensively. So, um, you know, I'd say I learned a lot, you know, uh, coming from Florida to here. Um, You know, a lot can change very fast and you learn the business of the game very fast. But, um, you know, you grow as a human, you grow as a man. And, um, you know, it's been a great experience and, um, you know, I'm happy where I'm at right now.
1: Mean to go into a game against your old team, sort of riding a high in your own personal
3: way. I I just don't treat it like you know I'm playing a former team. I, I just treat it like any other game. Uh, you know I get up for any game. You know it's, it's the NHL. It's easy to get up for a game here. You know it's it's exciting. It's fun. Um, you know. I, confidence is going teams kind of buzzing and it's also a big game for everybody you know we're we're trying to hunt for that wild card spot and um you know i just don't treat it like any other game i I treat it like we need two points for a wild card spot and we're still in in the hunt here as a group of D, just how big is it to, to get Chris back, and, and how much of a boost is that for you? Huge. Uh, you know, he's obviously a huge part of the defensive core. He, he brings a lot, you know, to that back end. Obviously, leadership and, and you know the warrior spirit that we talk about a lot. But you know, he makes great plays defensively. He moves the puck well. Uh, you know, him and Hanny have had great, a lot of success this season, and uh, you know, he adds more depth. And uh, you know, we're hap- we're really happy to have him back.
0: On a similar note,
3: Jacob Marshall coming back, what is that? Do for you? Uh he just adds more. Depth depth to the back end I think um, you know we love having Marky back there he's been a rock for us this year Uh, moves the puck well you know he can break the puck out himself if he wants to but uh, he's made some big saves for us this year also adds more leadership back there Um, and then just offensively you know you can take a little bit more risk knowing he's back there and you know to to belly out but um, you know he's obviously our starting goalie he's a big piece of this team and uh, another piece that we're really happy to have back.
1: You uh, you blocked a ton of shots this year in your own end. What, what's sort of the secret to that?
3: Uh, I think it, a little bit of the way that our our zone defense is right now. We don't really you know chase man on man. We, we're in front of the net a lot, so I think we front a lot of pucks. But we try to box out as well. And um, you know if, if we're in good position to front a puck or block a puck, it, you know you can take that puck and and, and skate it yourself or pass it. So um, you know we're just trying to stay on the post and. Uh, you know front pucks when we can I think that's a, a big reason why is, is our zone defense is
1: that one of the most, most rewarding and least rewarding parts of the game at the same time yeah
3: uh, I think Taney, you can ask Tanya and he'd know that better but um, you know it's actually a really rewarding part uh, especially um, you know if say that Mark, he wasn't there and you make a big, you know, block for him. Uh, you know, he always comes over and he's always telling you a great block shot. And uh, he loves it too. But, you know, the bench gets up for it as well. And, you know, sometimes if you're not on the score sheet, but you have a couple big blocks, it goes a long way. So it is a, a big rewarding piece.
1: Well, what's important is that there wasn't a very aggressive discussion about shot blocking in this market about half a decade ago. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I thought it was funny the other night. Well, not funny. Um, I thought it was noteworthy the other night. Tanev goes down with the injury and then guys are just diving in front of pucks the whole rest of the game. I think Soloviov and Weger both limped off at the same time. It's like, hey, guys, I know like part of the DNA, hockey players, all of that. Just let the dude with the pads stop him. If we're down to five, you want to just let the guy with the bigger pads try to block those instead of you diving out? Like I get, like, gets the locker room going, and the goalie really appreciates it because he doesn't have a piece of rubber flying at him. So, like, I, I understand all of that. But if we're down to five, like, Tanev, you take a week off a week off of blocking those things. Just you don't have to do full OLE. You can even dive and make it look like you're trying to block it. And then just, I don't know lift the leg out of the way or something like that. But just, can we, it's great that you're doing it. Uh, can you also not? Cause way too many guys are getting digged up on these right now and don't need that. But no, Mackenzie Weger has been exceptional with the flames, like everything you could have possibly wanted um he he has been that and this is the type of play and the type of player that I think people were expecting when he was the other part of the deal that happened a a couple of off seasons ago the the skating ability is it's been there right from day one but it does feel like something has been unlocked in the offensive zone and I don't think it is a coincidence that again this is happening with, with Tanev and that's going to be the part of Tanev that I think the Flames will miss if and when they, they do move him out is anyone who has played with him has all of a sudden played their best hockey with the Flames and he has been able to elevate. And right now, like I, I genuinely think the ceiling has kind of raised on what you can expect from Mackenzie Wieger going forward. I think he has been that good. I cannot say enough good things about how well Mackenzie Wieger has played. Uh, So we'll see if that continues tonight as the Flames take on the Florida Panthers. On the other side, it's not just Matthew Kachuk who used to play for the uh, Flames. First, it's Ryan Lomberg. Uh, I don't believe we have the Ryan Lomberg scrum from today. Uh, But Sam Bennett chatted with the the media as well. He was a, a polarizing figure here in Calgary. It just never clicked the way people wanted it to until the playoffs and then he became an entirely different human being it seemed like but it does feel like there's a fit now with the florida panthers uh, sam bennett chatted with the media today as well we'll hear that conversation now
0: just the importance of science to a chance to end this trip on a high note take three out of five
6: yeah it's huge uh this has been a, a long road trip and um you know to, to end it on a positive note would be be really big for us you still get sentimental a little bit about coming back here, Sam? Yeah, it's it's still cool. I mean, it's been uh, three years, but um, definitely. I, I mean, I enjoyed my time in Calgary. It was uh, made a lot of good good memories, a lot of good friends here. So um, you know, it's always nice to come back and and see uh, you know some familiar faces. It's uh, it's always nice. What those memories stands out for you? Something specific, on or off the ice? What do you? I guess
4: kind of look back and go that one stays with me either a series or something in the city what for you specifically stands out
6: um i mean i mean i think on ice i think my my greatest memories are probably my first uh my first games here uh in the playoffs that was a a a fun run and um you know i was so new to to all this experience um it it was it was awesome and it's memories that i'm going to remember for the rest of my life so so those are some pretty positive memories that that i always. You know, think about when I, when I come back here
4: can you, put, can you put your finger on what it is that you guys collectively have been building as a group last year's run had to kind of reestablish things for you what is it how would you describe what it is that you're building inside this room and maybe the culture within the organization now
6: yeah I think our, our team's done a great job of of figuring out you know what it takes to win um, how to play playoff hockey and and trying to you know, recreate that game, game in, game out in the regular season. It's, it can be tough sometimes, you know, you, you get in games that that aren't playoff-like, they're kind of run and gun, but um, for the most part, you know, just just knowing what it takes to, to win in the playoffs and, um, you know, trying to bring that every night. What did that run do for you personally? I don't know
4: if it rounded you out as a player or if it taught you something, uh, and maybe it is kind of what you touched on as a team, how to win, but for you personally, what did that run do for you?
6: Yeah, I thought, you know, personally, um, you know, it was it was an awesome experience and you know, you, you, you got so close to, to tasting the ultimate goal. Um, you know, I think just having that experience of, of what it takes the the physical and mental guide um, to win a Stanley Cup is 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 pretty remarkable. So just to, to get that close and um, you know, learn that experience I think is, is huge for me as a player. Sam, Matthew was just kind of saying like easy. This team is trying to build something where and he's
3: not willing to like give up he's had to sacrifice some of his offense
6: potentially for the betterment of the team are you guys trying to win games lower scores more playoff style yeah a hundred percent we're uh <clears throat> you know we're, we're not we're not playing as many as of those you know high scoring games it's it's a lot it's a lot of one goal games and they're they're grind games they're you know, you're fighting right to right to the the last last uh, horn. So, um, yeah, sometimes the style of play, uh, you know, it, it gets rid of a little bit of the offense. But um, you know, in the long run, that's it, the playoffs isn't about you know scoring offense; it's about winning games. So, I think uh, you know the whole team is bought into that.
1: So there is uh, Sam Bennett. There just a, a quick correction, as someone pointed out on the text line, Weger does play. Uh, or Hannafin does play with Tanev this season. Uh, it was more weaker with Tanev last year. My apologies for getting all the mixed up. I'm just excited that Tanev is back and just wanted to sing his praises. But anyway, that was uh, Sam Bennett. Uh, a lot of former players against their former team tonight. Even Markstrom played for Florida at one time. Uh, so check this one out. It is uh, Flames pregame at 6.30. The hockey game starts at 7.30, and Flames talk postgame game is uh, after the game this evening. There is uh, a bit of news elsewhere in the sporting world today that I want to get to before we wrap this one up. Uh, A a touch of breaking news. It's not the uh, mind-blowing or anything like that. Uh, But there is some news on the NFL quarterback front as Nathan Rorick is heading to the New England Patriots. Uh, The Pats have claimed him off of uh, the, the practice squad there. Uh, Or off of waivers, sorry. So he is now on the Patriots 53-man roster and has to stay there until the end of the season. Uh, So I don't know if this means he is more or less likely to get into the starting lineup for a Patriots team that has nothing to play for over the last little bit. Um, But that is the news there as the former CFL standout is on his way from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the New England Patriots. Uh, The big news today in the NHL is that DJ Smith has been fired. By the Ottawa Senators, Uh, the Sens currently, uh, if you look at points, sit last in the Atlantic Division uh, and also last in the Eastern Conference. Now, the reason I say if you look at points uh, is because they have played six fewer games than the two teams ahead of them. uh, Given how weird that it's not even just um, them going to Sweden, they've had a really weird schedule with a couple of big breaks in there. So. Um that will will start to to catch up but even then if you just sort by points percentage this is a team right now that is sitting uh second last in the Eastern Conference uh now fifth last in the NHL so let's give some credit here but at 1115 and 0 oh, this has been a bit of a disaster season out in Ottawa the last couple of years have both been well look Got to make the playoffs this year. They go out and make the trade for DeBrinket, who was not what they wanted him to be. Uh, that was quite obvious. And then this year they move out Debrinket. Uh That they, they bring in Kubalik as well as Tarasenko. Um, and they're right up against the cap. It's been a weird year in Ottawa, but still, that this has to be considered a wildly disappointing season for the Ottawa Senators. Which brings the, up the question: um, What took so long? And I, I don't take a lot of joy in talking about someone losing their job. You know, been there, done that. But uh, people talked about me losing mine, so I can talk about others. That's how it works. Uh, thank you. That scared the hell out of me. Um, There's so many more. Oh, I bet. Yeah, and you're just going to spam them here in the next 10 minutes. Yeah, Once once you start talking about the Ottawa Senators, then the drops get to come in a little bit. But, um, yeah, what took so long with this team? Like, it It has been so apparent for the last little while that they are underperforming. Um, whatever they were trying to do on offense. uh, I know Senators fans are rather upset with the old dump and chase situation that they have going on there. It it is a talented roster that has underperformed for a couple of years now. And while DJ Smith was maybe a fine coach to try to get the most out of some of these younger players before, now that they need to take a step up, they just simply haven't. And you can say maybe the roster isn't as good. Goaltending has long been an issue out in Ottawa, but this roster is so... So much better than a uh, four point uh, four two three points percentage right now in the area of the Kraken, Sabers, and uh, Calgary Flames. Like they, they, they should be better than this, and they probably should have been better than this for the last couple of seasons. The fact that um, this didn't happen at the end of last season didn't love that, but going into this season, maybe give them a chance to w- with this group all healthy. They, they go out and acquire chicken. Let's give it a go. And I, I guess the reason why, just to answer my own question of what took so long, is there's been a lot of change in all Ottawa, right? New owner, um, the whole Shane Pinto situation happens, and then the whole um, Dadanov, Dadanov situation happens. And so a GM is out. You have a A kid who's supposed to be part of your future isn't signing for, uh, 42 games or whatever it is. So there's a lot of chaos. So you can understand why Ottawa would be like, you know what, let's just have one kind of regular thing in this lineup before we, we change everything. But it's so clear that, that it wasn't happening, that it it taking this long is, I don't want to say inexcusable, but it it may have, like, it, it feels too little too late out in Ottawa. Right now, uh, looking at it, and again, they have played fewer po- uh, fewer games than everyone. But the third wild card team is Detroit. They've only played four fewer games, and the Senators are 12 points out can't get 12 points in four games. Uh, so like they, they have a lot of work to do if they are going to try to get back into this playoff race. So in uh, a couple of names that are going to be rather familiar uh, for people, Jacques Martin is uh, going to be the interim head coach. Daniel Alfredson also steps in behind the bench. Uh, people were excited that he got to do that when they went to Sweden. I, the the one thing you will say about this and just uh, talking to some Sens fans, and yes, I know some, Um the one thing they're concerned with is don't put Alfredson in a position where he may get fired at some point. Uh, That happened out in Vancouver with Trevor Linden. Um, Now it can work, right? Like Joe Sackick in a position in Colorado. And then they won the whole thing. Uh, The one thing with, with Uh, Daniel Alfredson we've seen this work recently right like Paul Coffey out in Edmonton goes behind the bench with zero coaching experience and then all of a sudden Evan Bouchard starts playing the best hockey of his career Um, maybe those two aren't directly linked like the team is just playing better in general but I wonder if Alfredson can maybe help to start maximizing some of this young talent on this Ottawa Senators team but uh, I know we have to go but I do just want to say while I am again team rebuild here in Calgary This is a cautionary tale of that, because quite frankly, the rebuild has done what it's supposed to do in Ottawa, right? Like um, Shabbat was a high level prospect when they they drafted him. That hasn't necessarily turned out the way they would want it to. Uh, But you have Shabbat, you have Stutzla, you have Kachuk. So you you have this foundation. They go on and add to it by bringing in uh, a Jacob Chikrin. Sanderson is there as well. Like they have a lot of pieces that if you were to do a rebuild, you'd be like, all right. This is the core. This is what a rebuild is supposed to do. And they still haven't been able to get off of the mat. Same thing with Detroit. Same thing with Buffalo. It is not just as simple as blow it up, be crappy for a couple of years, and then be a Stanley Cup contender. It works once in a bunch, but Sometimes it's really, really hard to make that transition. So it is not just as simple as trade everyone, get as young and crappy as possible, and then everyone's going to be awesome, and you go on to win the Stanley Cup. It is not that easy. Again, it is still, I think, the direction this franchise should go, but I like the way they're going about it, to tie it in to what we talked about at the beginning, making these kids earn it, playing in these competitive games, and working them through the lineup that way is a much better way than, ah, we're going to suck, do what you want, because that's what's happened out in Ottawa, and it has been really tough them to get off of the mat in this current rebuild so that's the big news of the day in the nhl but the big news tonight is it's a flames game day as they take on the florida panthers 6 30 uh it is the pregame show 7 30 is the puck drop we'll be back here uh to break it all down tomorrow i'm back on Sportsnet today tomorrow uh, my name is peter klein find me on social media all over the place at primetime klein you all have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow